All right, what's going on, Martians? My name is Austin Shaper. Welcome back to another episode of Mixed Martian Arts, a show where we explore the topics of UAP, UFC, and World War III. Today is going to be a World War III geopolitical episode, and I'm going to be discussing today which theater in the multiple theaters right now that are heating up, some of them slower than others, some of them rapidly, which of the theaters, which countries, which conflicts have the potential to be the catalyst, the primer, the event that is going to set off or trigger what we are going to call at one point World War III. I have multiple theories about this. I am no expert. I say this in just about every episode. Um, I'm just fascinated by following these subjects. I'm not an expert or an authority or some voice to listen to uh, with any, like I said, any authority. I'm just somebody who's following the subject and kind of witnessing uh, the important time of which we live in, the fascinating, scary, and just all around insane times that we're living in. And it, it leads me back to a couple thoughts. One thought being the Axis and Allies powers that you see kind of forming the BRICS nations and NATO seem to be the ones that are going to go at it at some point sooner rather than later. A lot of people try to predict dates. A lot of people try to predict outcomes of who would win this hypothetical World War III and who's going to be the one to start it. It's really a guessing game. I don't think even the best minds and experts in this field who study geopolitics and study history and how conflicts start, how World War II started, it's, this, it's very unpredictable, uncharted territory is, is the point I'm trying to get at. It's very unpredictable. And today we're just going to go over a couple, let's start with some news, I guess. We'll start with some news and then we'll kind of go through which countries I think potentially have the most likelihood to be the primer to start the next global conflict, which is not something I am vouching for. Let me just get that right off the uh, table. I don't want this to happen. Matter of fact, there's nothing more that I don't want to happen than World War III because I think that if you study World War II, you should be absolutely terrified at the concept and the idea of World War III because as bad as World War II was, and man, it was bad, and because so much time has passed since it, and there's been so many movies and TV shows and video games and all this stuff, I think unless you really go out of your way to read like the firsthand accounts and the witnesses of people who experienced World War II or some of the more uh, raw documentaries that are out there of which there are a lot unless you do that you're not going to really have an idea of how bad it is and you can look at the numbers of millions dead and you know tens of millions of civilians and you can see all these statistics and though it is alarming it's not something that you can really relate to until you read the individual's accounts there's a few books one that i have read called into the rising sun i forget the author's name but he does a bunch of first-hand accounts of uh, people who were in the pacific theater from the american perspective so marines and etc cetera, etc cetera. and re reading their first-hand accounts uh i know i'm going off on a tangent but there's a point to it uh, reading their first-hand accounts really just it's jaw dropping and uh it, it leaves you when you read one or two or three of these kind of books and watch these documentaries it leaves you with this like dreadful fear of like okay if it got that bad uh, when they didn't even have nukes until the end of the war, and at the end of the war, only one superpower had nukes. What on earth would World War III even look like? Just like uh, Albert Einstein was supposedly quoted to say, he doesn't know what war, uh, weapons World War IV uh, 
wait, what? World War Three would be fought with, but World War Four would be stop, fought with sticks and stones. I, I almost messed that one up. But the point being, uh, the weapons that are going to be used in World War Three are so bad and so terrible that there's going to basically be no civilization left. Could be kind of a hitting the restart button on uh, civilization as a whole. If it were to happen now, I'm one of those people that doesn't believe uh, if it does kind of start to break out that it's going to be nuclear Armageddon. I tend to believe it's going to be somewhere in the middle, maybe one, two, three, a few nuclear weapons are used and then it goes conventional. I don't know. There's a lot of theories and I'm no expert, but I just can't, I guess, wrap my head around the idea that we could really be facing nuclear Armageddon. Uh, I don't know about you. I just can't even like get my mind around that. So I think maybe it would be somewhere in the middle. But let's go over some news real quick of some things that are heating up in the North Korean uh, the Korean Peninsula. This comes from Global Military Info on Twitter, who is usually a good source for this kind of news. Uh, says, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un is planning to travel to Russia this month to meet with President Putin to discuss the possibility of supplying Russia with more weapons and munitions and expanded military cooperation, according to United States officials to New York Times. In return, Russia wants to provide North Korea with advanced technology for nuclear-powered submarines, satellites, and food. Kim Jong-un expressed the issues of the struggle to safeguard the sovereignty of the country against the imperialists, I guess the imperialists being us. As previously stated, it seems the military cooperation wheels are moving very, very fast. Uh, the alliance obviously is growing between Russia and North Korea, Russia and China, Iran and China, Iran, North Korea, Iran, Russia. Like I said, the Axis powers are forming against the Allied powers uh, with a regional conflict starting in Europe between uh, Russia and Ukraine and then has the potential to drag in the big hitters uh, in uh, Russia versus NATO, Russia, United States, et cetera, et cetera. It's got the same ingredients uh, to World War II. It's got very similar ingredients. Obviously, it's playing out very differently, uh, but at the same point, it has the same ingredients as both World War One and World War Two, with a conflict starting in Europe uh, that gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, it says, as previously stated, it seems military cooperation wheels are moving very, very fast. It's unclear what Russia might give to North Korea in return for their help. I read that article or that uh, headline just to share with you guys the uh, the importance of you know because a lot of people sit there and say North Korea is not uh, powerful enough to do anything. But the thing is, they forget the nuclear weapons evens out. It doesn't mean that we couldn't beat North Korea. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is it's very scary because in this uh, nuclear age, um, a much weaker uh, country such as North Korea, which conventionally could never even hold a candle to the United States or NATO or really uh, many other military powers, once you put uh, nuclear weapons on the chessboard, it does change things in a way. It does because while maybe they wouldn't be able to end the United States or beat us in some protracted war, they could do some damage, man. They do have nuclear weapons that it's likely could re uh, reach at the very least the west coast of the United States and God knows what else they possess that China has given them that maybe we're just not privy to. So when you have nuclear weapons, it makes the uh, much weaker countries have the ability to put up at least a... Um, they, they can scare bigger countries such as the United States because they do have the capability to uh, kill millions of people regardless of if they can win a war. Iran, should they get the capability to also have nuclear weapons? Some argue that they already have. Uh, I think it's if they did have it, they probably would have already used it on Israel. But no matter what, they're getting close. And if they have the ability to do that, it's going to cause some giant disturbances. And let's say North Korea couldn't win a war. At the very least, um, they could serve as a, distract, uh, a distraction to, say, China inv invading Taiwan. Uh, Russia going past Ukraine's borders into, say, Poland, and then uh, North Korea fires off a nuke, and we have to go deal with them, the Korean Peninsula, send our aircraft carriers, and uh, all, you know, 
our forces to the Korean Peninsula, and uh, they can inflict millions of casualties, and then we have to deal with that. And my point is, it could really uh, turn into a domino effect, regardless of if they could win a war by themselves. So uh, another uh, information, another headline from uh, North Korea, Global Military Info posts that North Korea conducted a tactical nuclear strike drill that simulated strikes on airfields and command centers in South Korea in response to the B-1B air drill in Olgi, don't know what that is, Freedom uh, shield exercise, which I guess was a training exercise. I don't know if it was between South Korea and the United States, but if you guys follow this news, you've been seeing that the United States and South Korea have been doing a lot of training exercise. I think even Japan hopped in on a few of them, uh, kind of intimidating uh, Kim Jong-un, which, uh, you know, there's multiple perspectives someone could look at that as. Uh, it's uh, provocative in nature, it's true. At the same time, if there's any dictator on this planet who needs to be taken out, it's absolutely Kim Jong-un. So a lot of headlines coming out of North Korea. Uh, Washington has, here's another one from First Hawk, uh, not North Korea related, but uh, geopolitically related. It says, Washington has tracked about 100 incidents involving Chinese nationals trying to access American military and other installations. That comes from the uh, Washington Street Journal. So over 100, or says about 100 incidents involving Chinese nationals trying to hack our military installations. That's bad. And that shows you that they, uh, even if we're not at the point where there's a connect war between China and the United States yet, you know that both China and the United States is preparing for it. They have every sort of contingency plan. Uh, if there's nuclear strikes, if it stays conventional, if it's uh, something like a... Uh, uh, electro electromagnetic pulse that uh, ruins the power grid. There's a lot of different um, ways these things could play out, but you see both sides uh, stoking, stoking provocation and uh, also preparing for this, uh, what I think is an inevitable conflict. Another one from North Korea. This comes from uh, Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor for the United States. He says that North Korea will pay the price if it provides weapons to Russia. So threatening them uh, if they do provide more munitions to Russia. I do believe they've already provided some. I'm not 100% sure on that. So you do have North Korea and South Korea, North Korea, United States. You have Iran, Israel. You have Iran, United States. You have China, United States. You have China, Taiwan. You have Russia, Ukraine. You have Russia, NATO. You have Russia, United States. So many potential conflicts that are right on the teetering edge of going kinetic. I don't know from a probability perspective which one is the most probable. I will leave that up to you guys and your opinion. I do have opinions on it. I think the most likely, you obviously got to put uh, Russia and Ukraine probably at the top of that list just because it's already a kinetic, uh, kinetic conflict and uh, thus far it has not included NATO putting troops on the ground. But, and this is a big but, all that it takes is some mistake some drastic miscalculation now i see a lot of uh warmongery news lately that has the stuff in syria with uh, russia and united states jets almost running into each other and uh supposedly a russian drone uh exploded and landed in romania the other day anything like that well you know some people could look at it as a big deal i don't think some incident like that would be uh anything to trigger a war between uh nato and russia i just don't think that i don't think either side really is ready for the conflict maybe they're getting ready and uh soon want it to happen but as of this point today we are not at war and my perspective is that at the top of the list, you got to put Russia and Ukraine, and if any sort of big miscalculation, like, uh, I don't know, I guess there's a plethora of potential reasons, uh, but maybe a NATO command center getting struck, which some, some have already uh, hypothesized that that already happened, but something that the news couldn't uh, brush under the rug, uh, or NATO, say, say there's a, some sort of uh, miscalculation to a big enough degree that it could spark a war that is possible. We already almost saw that happen with the Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh, 
a potential conflict that ended up getting settled without going kinetic. But being on that teetering edge was one of the scariest times in human history, and we're kind of at that point. I think possibly we've already surpassed that point here with uh, Russia and NATO. So you have Russia and NATO. I think that uh, that is the one of the most probable outcomes. You also have uh, China and Taiwan. That one, we hear a lot of... Uh, different speculation on when that conflict could happen, right? Some people think it's going to wait to the presidential election to see who is going to become president in the United States because that does have an impact on geopolitical situations and maybe what China thinks they can get away with. You also have uh, Xi Jinping, the uh, president or chairman, whatever you want to call him, of China, who is in like, what, his early early to mid-70s, and he wants to, uh, what is the terminology he uses? He wants to reunite uh Taiwan with China in his in his lifetime. So, and he's in his 70s. So, I mean, that kind of doesn't leave that much time left for that happening. He wants that on his resume that he uh, reunified Taiwan to China. So, I do think that conflict is also brewing. Now, would the United States get directly in, in, involved uh, with an island over 3,000, I forget how many miles, maybe 7,000 away, miles away from the mainland. Uh, granted, we do have bases like Guam and whatnot in the Pacific, so maybe several thousand, two, 3,000 miles away. Very far to be able to uh, move a military force to stop some sort of occupation or invasion force. And then, uh, you know, you have those million-dollar cruise missiles, uh, aircraft killers the uh, Chinese military has, Versus are like billion dollar aircraft carriers, which would be sitting ducks in the ocean if they were to approach Taiwan when China conducted some sort of invasion. So you hear a lot of uh, different points about that, but I do think that it's very probable if they're not the if they're not the highest of the list, China and Taiwan, the possibility of them being the primer to World War Three. I think they're at least number two on the list. Uh, then you have Iran and Israel. I think that if uh, Iran does get a nuclear weapon and attacks Israel. Uh, one of these conflicts is going to draw in the United States, and I don't know if it's Taiwan. I don't know if it's Iran, Israel. I don't even know if it's Russia, Ukraine. You can see hesitancy from the United States to get directly involved, and that's why they were uh, slow rolling the weapons, uh, the jets and the tanks, and eventually they do it, but they kind of slow roll it maybe to uh, uh, minimize the irk of the Russians. Who knows? But... There is uh, some caution. They, they are being cautious, I guess you could say. Uh, on one perspective, they're kind of fear-mongering this war. They're kind of provoking it. But on the other perspective, they haven't directly gotten intervened. So that either says they're not ready yet or they don't want it, maybe. And uh, yeah, so you just have a lot of potential conflicts. I'm open to hearing your guys' opinions because I don't know which one is the most likely. But I think that what what is scary is there's not one one dispute between two countries right now that you could say is for sure the primer, unless I guess you were going to refer to Russia, Ukraine. But there is a combination of all of these, which I listed. One of them has to go hot and drag in a major player such as NATO, such as the United States. Uh, maybe North Korea attacks South Korea and Japan gets intervened. We know Japan has been getting uh, air raid drills constantly because China or Russia, Russia, you, uh, North Korea keeps shooting. God, I'm saying every country in the world. North Korea keeps shooting their um, ballistic missiles into the was it the EC of Japan and freaks out all the Japanese citizens. So the same mistake happens there, draws in the ire of Japan. Japan gets involved in a war against the Korean Peninsula. Uh, eventually, that dictator's got to be dealt with. So a combination or even one of these situations, these scenarios going hot is going to lead to some sort of domino effect. And then you have, you know, add in the socio, uh, you add in the economic implica implications of all this. And... Um, 
the domestic issues that we're having here in the United States that China's having their, in their own economy, their own society with the birth rate, et cetera. Same with Russia and their birth rate. There's just a lot of ingredients that lead to a potential powder keg. And I don't have an opinion on which one it is, but I think that the combination is terrifying. I think you can see the ingredients are all right there for World War III. Uh, God only knows if it's going to happen or not. I pray it doesn't, but I'm pretty alarmed. And a lot of people that I talk to who don't even follow the subject are starting to uh, kind of wake up to that uh, potential reality. There's a consciousness. I mentioned this in a few episodes back. There's kind of like a global awareness that something's brewing, something's coming down the pipe, and we just don't know what it is. We don't know if it's going to be economically related, militarily related. Uh, could it be related to the uh, UFO disclosure? I don't know, but I think that if we're uh, talking what's the most probable um, I don't think we can say alien, you know, disclosure is the most probable. I'd say we'd have to probably go with a potential conflict, right? And uh, of those nations that we listed, I think that you got to say Russia and NATO going at it are the most likely. Uh, NATO wants to make an enemy out of Russia. Uh, Russia's got the most nuclear weapons in the history of the entire world. And uh, we got old, old 70-something, 80-something-year-old men uh, running all of these countries and organizations and they're likely to make a bad decision that involves, uh, you know, sending military forces in and potentially escalating from a conventional war to a full-fledged nuclear war. I said in the beginning of this episode, I just can't even fathom what that would even look like. Uh, there's movies, but I don't know. I can't even perceive it, man. I've, I'm obsessed with World War II and studying the history of it just because I think it's absolutely terrifying how much... Uh, how much the decisions of just a few men, you know, Hitler invading Europe, just the decision of one fucking crazy man, the implications it can have on you in your own daily individual life is just profound. The power these people have is profound and uh, these rich uh, warmongering leaders that we have all across the world are making decisions that affect normal everyday people like you and me and I guess that's where my fascination lies in the subject it's not like a positive fascination i think it's terrifying i just it's like uh watching a watching a terrible car wreck you know you can't you can't help but look at it unfortunately and that's why i feel like this is a lot of people are more optimistic a lot of people are very negative about it some people think we're already in world war three i've said time and time again i don't believe that's the case i believe we're on the cusp and i do believe eventually in time we're gonna be able to look back and say that most likely the uh, ukraine russia conflict was the uh triggering domino effect just hasn't happened in the first year and a half yet, you know, so far. Uh, praise the Lord. It hasn't turned into a global conflict, but all it takes is one bad day. One Pearl Harbor type incident, one 9-11 type incident, one mistake, one nuclear miscalculation, one thing, one change in leadership. Maybe Biden loses office next year and a different president gets in. And uh, that could be the primer for China going for Taiwan. We just don't know. That's what's so fascinating is it's very unpredictable. And, uh, yeah, it's just scary times, man. I just hope nothing happens. I really don't. I don't know if there's a way pre to prepare for this. I see a lot of prepper channels out there, and I think there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's smart to want to protect your family, want to stock up food and weapons and medical supplies. I understand the rationale. Uh, I just think that sometimes there's things that happen that are so big and uh, so paradigm shattering and earth shifting in uh, geopolitics and in the world that when they happen, you can stack up all the baked beans you want. You can have all the AR-15s you want. There's no escaping the uh, shift in the global consciousness of what's coming. That's just what I believe. I could be wrong. I don't want to be negative. I don't think everyone's going to die in a nuclear fire. I just think that maybe something very drastic and very... Um, Terrible has to happen to wake up the world. The world has forgotten World War II. 
they've watched movies, they've watched Saving Private Ryan, they've watched TV shows, they've played video games, but they forget the absolute horror of what that war was and how much it changed uh, generations of people. Generations of people, millions and millions and millions of non-combatants' lives were changed, millions of civilians killed, millions and millions of soldiers going home with PTSD, then raising families. I mean, the implications and the uh, long-term effects of a war as big as World War II was, uh, we're still feeling those effects today. So this next conflict that's brewing, if it does happen, I am terrified. I am terrified about what could happen. So that's all I got for you guys today. This is a slightly different episode than usual, I guess. I didn't really break too much news. I'm just kind of sitting on here spitballing about a topic that I think that more people need to be uh, discussing. I understand you can't change it, and some people have the uh, thought, well, if I can't change it, can't do anything about it, can't control it, why bother paying attention to it? I understand that perspective. I only pay attention to it because it's just like, like I said, it's like a train wreck. How can you not look at it? How can you go about your uh, little little life and not see what's going on around you? It's kind of hard. So I don't think you should uh, pay attention to the point what affects your happiness or affects you individually. If you have the guts to be able to follow this and uh, you have the uh, strength of mind to uh, not live in fear, it's important to follow this stuff, guys. It is. So thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Go ahead and click subscribe if you got any value from this content. I try to post an episode every day or two uh, covering all three of these topics. If you guys listen on the podcast app, Studio, Studio, um, Spotify, or um, what else is out there, Apple Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera, go ahead and click follow. Leave me a five-star review. I greatly appreciate that because that puts me in the algorithm for other potential people who are interested in these topics to find me. And lastly, if you guys would like to be a part of this conversation daily with me and others from all across the world, we've got a very small, very small, but growing community on Discord at Mixed Martian Arts. You can find the link in the description to this video. We just talk about the news, ask questions, uh, share each other, uh, share experience with each other, um, all kinds of fun stuff. Just talk with people who have the same interest as us. So maybe you like UFOs, but you don't care about UFC. Maybe you like UFC and UFOs, but you don't care about World War III news. Uh, we have three subgroups to talk about all this stuff. We're going to be uh, playing games with each other on uh, Xbox and whatnot down the road, watching the fights together, doing little live chats, talking about this uh, war news, and doing all kinds of fun stuff as it grows. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'll be back in the next day or two with another episode. Uh, sorry for the dismal update, guys. I hope things uh, improve. Scary times, but uh, what a time to be alive. Hope you all have a good day. Talk to you soon.